It can't be that time of the week again. It is. It's the Bad Boy Running Podcast with your hosts, Jody Rainsford and David Hellard. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bad Boy Running Podcast with your host, Jody Rainsford and Sir David Hellard. Have I been knighted? Well, I think you should be knighted. You, oh, you, I think so. I think, I think, so. I think you should be. I think you should be for uh, for services rendered not to ladies but to Serv- charity. Oh. <laughs> I knew, I knew you were going to go for that one. I knew that. But someone would say my services to ladies were for charity. That's you'd lose a knighthood in the same way that Jimmy Savile <laughs> lost his. Well, well, no, but mine was mine was giving rather than taking. Giving, very interesting, very interesting viewpoints. No, um, you um, you deserve. Uh, certainly deserve to be knighted or celebrated in some way. Um, With a big problem, party. The problem is anyone that does give, bestow an honour upon you, uh, they end up being out of power within within months. <sighs> David Cameron didn't last. What, a month? Two months? Yeah. In fact, I need... I was going to... I was going to try and get in contact with Decam to try and help me f- with something that he could actually give back, but it's too late. The um, the award stuff, I don't think it exists anymore. Points of light, whatever it's called. Points of light. I'm tr- yeah, I'm trying to get. Um, there's this competition by Mountain Warehouse where you've probably seen me spamming oh, the hell out of yes. everyone on earth. Yes, you're doing that weird thing where you talk about yourself in the third person. Uh, oh, all yeah. all over all over Facebook and they go on explain what it is because it is good. We'll, by the, oh, way, any, by the way, I've not is... been doing third person for everyone. I've been doing when I was posting as Bad Boy Running. Oh, okay, okay. Because okay. if you, yeah, because I maybe I got it wrong, but I don't think it says David Hellard says <laughs> and then David Hellard. Because yeah, that is nothing worse than someone referring to the third person. But Jody's, um, impressed, also, Jody's impressed though by with the amount of uh, promotion that you're giving it. So why don't Jody wants that means to, a lot to me. Jody wants Jody wants David to explain to the listener exactly what this Mountain Warehouse promotion is and, and, and how we can help David. Jody, like well, to I've, know that. I've been talking to David and I, David has told me to tell you that. You t- um, tell Jody. Not tell tell Jody. Jody. That's yeah. right. That's right. That one. Um, what is it? Oh, yeah. So Mountain Warehouse, they, they sell loads of outdoor stuff. So they're doing a charity competition where... One charity can win £10,000, which is pretty good, actually. It's quite a large amount. That's very good. Yeah, it's... Um, do Mountain Warehouse have that sort of money? I don't know. I, I mean... Do, do, aren't Mountain Warehouse one of those ones that just sells Mountain Warehouse branded stuff? I No, I don't think so. I, oh, think, they're, I think they're pretty wide-ranging. There's one in... I think they've got an ice wall in their shop. I think that's Mountain hey, Warehouse. There's a massive one in Brighton. I don't think I've ever been in it. Check it out. Let's che- I'm going to go tomorrow. I'm going to go and check out Mountain Warehouse. They are throwing cash around for charity. Explain exactly yeah. what I love them. I love them. If they if, if yeah. we win, if you win, whatever this is, we love them. If not, burn it down. Burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's just one or the other. For everything in general. But, um... So explain. So you have an opportunity for your charity to win. Do you win ten thousand pounds as well? Is it just your charity? Um, oh, sadly not. No, no, I don't think I win anything. They don't hand you uh... ten thousand pounds and then trust you. To give it to the charity. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, uh, they, so there's a five thousand pound competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but they. 
you've, it's it's as simple as getting as ma- as many votes, which to, which is annoying. I, I mean, that annoys me in some ways because I I hate yes, democracy. I hate democracy as well. Well, it comes. I think a lot of the time, particularly in well, for me, for example, I love the Ivor Novello Awards or the Mercury Music Awards. Oh, okay. I think, I think the winners of those are normally brilliant. I think they're credible, respectable, versus winners of the Brits Award, where you get <laughs> One Direction winning best video, best album, best single, best best haircut, best haircut. Exactly, just because they tweet out to that was, that was the Smash Hits. Remember when they had Smash Hits awards? Those were oh. the ones like best couple, oh, best yes. pair of jeans, that sort of things. So it was it was all it was like that, wasn't it? Is, are the Brits are the Brits voted for then? Yeah. Oh, I think they are now. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So you're saying you're saying that if it, if it came down to a judging panel and on merit, then you'd have a much better chance than if it was just simply a popularity contest. Actually, I don't know. I'm not sure because I think we've got quite a good chance anyway. There are some quali- Oh, oh, you're going to like this. Go you're going to like this a lot. So you you put a picture, you put your name, and then you put the chat. You put the court. What you what you've done. So there are, are some entries, one of them, Race for Life. <laughs> so they're raising money, which is good. We've got no problem. I just, if you're listening to this, we've not got a problem with Race for Life. No. Who, who has the, which group is it in the, up in the northeast? It's, um, it's the, the group five from Newcastle, time, Newcastle Timebridge Runners. Yeah, they've got the problem with, with <laughs> we, 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 we love Race for Life, but they've got a problem with it. I wouldn't say we love Race for Life. No, no, I'm not saying, but I'm not saying we wouldn't diss Race for Life. We, no, no, but I think, I, 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 I do think we have, and maybe it's not a we, maybe it's, maybe David Hellard would say. What did David um, Hellard think about Race well, I for I think life? maybe David Hellard would say that he's got no problem with Race for Life, but he does find amusement with people that carb load for Race for Lifes, that then celebrate afterwards with like a big slap up meal after Race for Life, and just the whole approach to a Race for Life, which is completely out of sync with a 5K. Uh, I th- uh, Jody thinks that having a big slap-up meal after any run, <laughs> regardless of distance, is a great idea. That is true, actually, yeah. In fact, Why just not? Why a big slap-up meal after anything. I think you should have... Sometimes I've had slap-up meals that are so good, I think... Do you know what we need to celebrate how good that meal was? We need a bloody slap-up meal. <laughs> slap so, up and a race. A race, and a race and a 5k and a 5k yeah absolutely you ended this like never-ending loop of, of 5ks and slap up meals yeah oh that'd be quite a good life wouldn't it color run jody thinks the color run is a joke D- yeah absolutely so i don't know if there's a color run on there but there there might be some entries that are similar um but it's it's just done on votes so i need to get as many people voting with independent email addresses as possible now obviously the there is a part of me that i i know you already know um jody knows or the jody the jody that you and probably the listener part of you is also already thinking aren't you just tempted to win this competition by fifty thousand votes using fiverr and some various other uh kind of white hat hacking techniques which part of me is but i don't want to potentially lose the competition by bending the rules Isn't too it much. Black hat? No, white hat is for the power of good. Oh, is it really? Oh, I didn't realise yeah. that. That's yeah. nice, isn't it? Which is why stormtroopers make no sense. 
They should be in black. You need to get anonymous on your side. Yeah. Get that's, anonymous that's... on your side, and you'll you've got this sorted. How do we do that? I think they're probably listening. They're listening. They're listening to everything. They are. I'm not sure they're like the um, NSA. I don't think they do listen to everything. I think it's only about four people, isn't it? But w- wouldn't that mean they vote anonymously and it wouldn't work? No, 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 because they do some routing through a server with some email addresses and they, 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 they do something technical that I don't understand. They can do all sorts ah, of magic okay. online. I think, I think that's, I, a good, that's a good move. In fact, I've looked. There is a prize as well. There seems to be a prize. So there's an what ambassador. Could da- what could David win? So David, he could, Simon Reeves, he could win Simon he Reeves. He could win Simon Reeves. Oh, no, you mentioned this. Didn't you go on a date with Simon Reeves or something? <laughs> That's it, isn't it? It's a date with Simon Reeves. It's, it, just, just quickly skim reading. It looks like you can win. It, they, they say you can, uh, they will also get the opportunity to undertake a charity challenge alongside Simon. Oh, so it's a holiday so Which what we is. actually got is you get a holiday. David wins a holiday if if we vote him into this position. Were, oh, but do you think I get to choose the opportunity? Oh my goodness, that would be amazing. Because I could choose something that he would be absolutely ruined by, that would be incredible, yeah. and he'd probably raise a crap load of money for the charity for doing that. This is brilliant. That- okay, so um, will David be able to tell Jody and the listener exactly how they can vote for you? Oh yeah, um, there's a link. There's a but honest. I, n- I know people always ask for you to vote, but guys, this is at the moment. There's a guy who's raised five hundred pounds. Who's who's got over double our votes. Who's uh, he's raising for Pudsey Bear. So my fear is because it's such a big charity that potentially they might get thousands of votes by them tweeting out. Well, Street Child, which is incredible because they, they build schools for orphans. They help people um, from the Ebola crisis and empower uh, women in places like Sierra Leone. It's just amazing. Um, they haven't got really the reach that something like Children in Need does. And so, yeah, when it comes down to just sheer voting size, they're going to be massive compared to Street Child. So um, I'll, put, I'll put it in the Facebook group. But if you go onto the mountainwarehouse.com slash competitions... Yes, go to mountainwarehouse.com forward slash competitions forward slash charity forward slash entries and then what you do is you enter the charity challenge name, you put a name there, if you write David Hellard and click search David Hellard comes up Hey, how does that work? Oh, brilliant And and basically if 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 you're happy to spam everyone you work with or to ask your kids' school and all of the parents or the WhatsApp groups you're part of or just any group. The great thing is because people just have to click a link, put their email address, it's one click. And so you're not asking people to do much. So I'm hoping we could get loads of people. One thing I was wondering, whether it's you know ethical or not, I've got loads of email addresses of people I'm connected with on LinkedIn. And I, <laughs> so... I've emailed them all, yeah. and uh, I'm, I'm already doing some things on Twitter and some funky stuff with that. But um, I could enter their email addresses individually, and then they just have to click the link to confirm. Now, do you think anyone would click that link, or do you think people would automatically just assume it was spam? You could offer to enter for them, and all they'd need to do is get a link. If, okay. they, if they were expecting it, I don't know. I'm not sure. I've just entered. So at the moment, you've got 203 votes. I've just entered, and I don't, I don't think anything's come through to, um, to confirm it. So I think it should go to your email 
at some but, point. But what you could do it on this page, so basically you come up with the, with David's page, you can click here to go to the fundraising page and everything and to vote. Um, but there's also some links at the bottom for Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter and uh, Google Plus, so you can share it that way as well. Yeah, and uh, I don't want to beg, but I will do, I will do. Because, uh, yeah, it's such a cool charity. And also, I think we should um, do badders. If we win, we should do a campaign amongst the do badders to come up with the challenge that Simon Rees... What's Simon Rees like? Is he a good guy? I think he's a good guy. Doesn't he, doesn't he go to... Um, he visits lots of isolated tribes and stuff, doesn't he? Isn't that what he does? Or does, does he? Or, 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 is it, or is it the wildlife one? I don't know. He does a lot of adventure that- stuff, doesn't he? Oh, that'd be amazing. Oh, cool. So he's probably quite a good lad. Yeah, he might. He makes travel documentaries in little-known areas of the world and written books on international terrorism, modern history and his adventures. Fair play. Um, well, yeah, I think we should come up with the challenge, the Do Badder community. What should the challenge that we... And given that I have to do it with him, it's an opportunity to either um, embarrass us both or to just utterly ruin him with something that um, I assume he's not a runner. But let's say, let's make him do the MDS with me. Oh. <laughs> he'd oh. probably be quite good. He'd probably be, I don't know if he'd be good as you, but he'd probably be quite... He'd probably end up, he'd probably end up talking tactics with the, with the uh, Moroccan runners and stuff and somehow manage to be carried oh, yeah. to the end or, or something like that. He'd come dressed as a Bedouin. Or we could make him do the Nuts Challenge of Jody. Four laps of winter nuts. <laughs> that would be incredible. That would be amazing. He probably he'd probably go. Oh, this is I do this all the time in the Ganges or or something like that. It, yeah. would, it wouldn't be any 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 problem for him whatsoever. That wouldn't that yeah that wouldn't be amusing from his point of view. He'd go. Oh yeah, just I, I watched someone basically die of hypothermia as a challenge. Well, yeah, it would probably remind him of when his whole <laughs> he had to eat his scout troop <laughs> to survive and yeah. yeah. But no, right, so that's great. So that's mountainwarehouse.com forward slash competitions forward slash charity forward slash entries. And if you search for David Hellard, it'll come up and all the details there. It's only 203 votes on the moment. So if we, if we uh, get all the do-badders voted in that, if you ask your friends and everything, um, we, can, uh, we can put you well in the lead. Put, we could put David well in the lead and Jody would be very happy with that. But basically, the I think it's it runs the competition ends the first section of it this weekend. So as soon as you hear this podcast, so it's not one of these ones where they have like nine rounds of voting. So everyone has to vote in the first one, and then you've got to get car harness all those votes again for the second. No, round. No, I think it rolls over. So they do a top ten. And oh, then it rolls okay, over. okay. So we need to get a lot, yeah. a lot of them uh, as soon as this, uh, as soon as this goes out. Okay, yeah, great. Absolutely. So, Bernie, how you been? How you been? I am I'm, I'm doing good. Three runs this week. What? Three runs this week. What? How? What distance? No, no. Um, five k. No Three distance. No distance. Total, totaling, zero, zero distance. Totaling five k. No, not totaling five k. Five k each. Nice. So how not, were they? They were they were all right. I'm not in pain. Um, I was trying to do um, I was trying to do them a little bit quicker. Yeah. All right. Good. Okay. And one with, any with Run Club. No, none with the run club. All all on my own. All uh, either before uh, work or after work. Are you um, now building up to being fit enough to go to run club? Is that partly why? Oh no, I've got to I've got to um, I've got to get a whole new uh, state of uh, fitness before I go back to run club. I can't go. I can't go do the shame of being the worst person at run club again. I've got to get. I don't want to. Be <laughs> or uh, I've got to find someone to go along to run club with in order to uh, in order for them to be the worst. So uh, so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna build up to it. There might be a do-badder in the area. I think there's I think... loads of do-badders in the area. People keep making comments about me being in Hayward's Heath and never seeing me, seeing me out running and stuff. Well, that's, that's, just, that's every day of the year. You can make that <laughs> comment. 
I think, I think Phil Harris listens, and he's he's a local boy. So I'm sure we could find someone who'd be, even if they're not as slow as you, the chances are they're probably not, um, but that <laughs> might be prepared to pretend they are for one week. That would be nice. That would be nice. But what about you? What have you been up to? Uh, not a huge amount, actually. Um, more weddings, more engagement parties, and, um, yeah, not really nothing exciting running-wise. Although, I ran into to Leroy. Oh, yeah. At the weekend, he's and uh, he is a friend of the podcast. Friend of um, he's done Sierra Leone Marathon. He's done quite a few. He's done Zephyr Medoc. Um, also, a, a model for um, just for men. He is a model for just the, for men. That's right. That's right. His, uh, his, his full name is Leroy Brown. He's uh, a Jewish model. Uh, there's many jokes that no one will find funny other than my friends and that. But um, <laughs> but he's he's just signed up to a running club himself. Has he's he? been inspired to. Yeah. Has he not? Is he not a member of running club? I'd have thought he'd have been prime running club um, fodder. No, I mean he's quick, but he just he just loves it. But supposedly this is a running club with one of the cheapest pubs cheapest clubhouses in london what is it which what, what running club is it victoria park harriers victoria park so, is that victoria park in east london east london yeah so apparently on thursday nights after track you can get to running club and it's crazy cheap beer so i think we need to somehow what get a, a do bad a trip down there victoria park I yeah. lived in uh, I lived in Stoke Newington for six months, and for that entire six months, uh, Victoria Park um, was closed off because uh, someone was murdered there. Wow! Is <laughs> it's, it's a big park. It is a big park. There's deer in that park, aren't there? Um, I don't think there's deer in there. Maybe are. there were. Maybe, Maybe they they've were been murdered. murdered. I don't know. Deer. Let me let me just deer in Victoria Park. Were they liquidised and spread over the whole of the... Because how, how would it be... Oh, no, there's no more deer there. Ah. Oh. There was deer, now there's not. Austerity. Brexit. Yeah. Brexit, they left. Yeah. They left after Brexit. the vote. Yeah. The what? Well, they... Um, wow, I can't believe they... Do you know what the murder was? Uh, no, I don't. I, I think it was a, of a person. But for six months, that's incredible. That must have been a badass it was. murder. It was. Oh, wait a minute. Was the park closed or was it the, uh, the gym? Or well, the leisure centre. Something was closed for six months. I can't really remember it all that well. That Did was you a black time. It out? That was, was it yeah, at night that, that you blacked out? You was, can't remember. You woke no, up with blood in your hands. I remember going out for runs there and uh, being chased two or three times. Yeah, it was properly. It was properly frightening. That's when Dalston wasn't on the on the tube line. Oh, it was when the Hackney Mile was the Crackney Mile. Yeah, exactly. It was. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. I was chased a couple of times. Um, and I went to run into the park, and the park had been was closed because that someone had been murdered there. And that's the worst thing to be chased by someone into a park with with milkshakes or no milkshakes. They... No milkshakes. No. And what were they shouting at you? They weren't really shouting anything. They were in a hoodie. They were in like black hoodies and stuff. I don't. It might have been navy blue hoodie. I'm not sure, but it was. It was. They were. They were. Were they runners. definitely chasing you? They were definitely chasing me. Okay, but that, happen, think... that happens a lot, doesn't it, in the, in London and stuff? Does it? Have you not been chased a lot? Uh, only by other runners. No, why, I don't other, think I, why are the other runners chasing you? That, no, I don't think they'd necessarily chase you, but they, they'd be running behind you. They I mean, they weren't like chasing for a lot. I'd be like standing there and they'd see me running and then they'd try to run or try and stop you or something like that. That, that happened a lot. Oh, it, it might be kids having fun running alongside. Yeah, it might be. 
yeah just like yay look at the guy running yeah and but because you're so prejudiced you assume that all people in hoodies are trying to mug you i didn't say they were gonna mug me i said they chased me i didn't say they mugged me oh i, I thought that was implied i thought it was fairly implicit in in the way no no I may, maybe you were connecting the fact that the park was closed because of, there was a murder there and the fact that people in hoodies were chasing me i once when i lived in colchester i once went for a run um and i ran you know when you sometimes when you run and you run quite quietly um, yeah. and you approach someone and they don't expect you yeah and sometimes uh, they react badly to it um and once i was running like next to this bloke come behind him and he, he like he absolutely shat himself and hit me with his um shopping wow nice <laughs> with his like two bags of shopping he apologized afterwards um <laughs> but he, he, he properly panicked brilliant did you get any sense from the feel of what was in the shop? Was it things like it was pineapples? cans? It was cans. There were cans, cans in there. Okay. <laughs> very much, very much beer cans in there. Hey, that <laughs> you surely that's happened. Now, surely with the amount of running that you do outside, like in a city or in a town or something, you've yeah. been hit or it's, surely it's mainly did. because people are on the phone as well. So they don't, they're not paying any attention uh, yeah. and then suddenly you zoom by. I've had people who've been, <gasps> no, I've not been hit yet. I don't think. Uh, no, but I've certainly made people jump. But that happens when I'm walking, and you know that happens. <laughs> that happens. That happens sometimes. Sometimes the outcome I'm looking for. Women's toilets, uh, all sorts of uh, times. And, exactly. And, exactly. Badness, have you been either chased by hoodies or uh, been hit by uh, someone shopping? I've been, I'm, everyone must have been hit with something. Come on, that's that's a, that's a good one. That's a good one to. Uh, yeah, to find out. I think we'll get some good stories from that. So oh, we've and got, have you been? Have you been watching the Olympics? Oh my god, they're great! They're amazing. It's been great. Every sport is brilliant, apart from dressage. What? That is freaks me out. We won. We won a gold today in dressage. Did we? Yes. In but even, even Dujardin won it. I even saw some of that, and it still freaked me out a bit. No, I, 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 I thought I was going to have horrible nightmares about a horse kind of dancing up to me. <laughs> In a weird way. I would uh. Right, not knowing that you were a runner, uh, if I saw you, if I saw a picture of you, say if I saw that picture that you have on your um, Eventbrite profile, yeah. and you said, what sport does this person <laughs> do? I, I would say dressage would be dressage, the Dressage, really? Yeah, I would. It just you look, you look a dressage type. Um, well, having never met anyone who's ever done dressage, other than from afar on the TV... I, I didn't know there was such a clear type of dressager. Oh, yeah. It's a dressage. Wow. Dressage. <laughs> ah, okay. I take that to mean that I look like I'm from a good stock. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Posh boy. Posh boy. Posh boy. Absolutely. Uh, the, uh, the, did you watch... Uh, what, the thing I love about the Olympics is when they yeah. do a lot of the, um, the documentaries beforehand. So they did yeah. that documentary on, um, on Mo and they did yeah. a documentary on... Jessica? No, I didn't watch it. Was there one on Jessica? I didn't watch one on Jessica. On, um, on Bradley. On Bradley Wiggins. Oh, did they? Yeah, it was, it was very good, the one on Bradley Wiggins, because the thing that I really like about it was that he's really, really honest about what it yeah. was like winning, the, winning his first gold medal. And he said, yeah. when you win the gold medal, it's not how you expect it to be. Uh, you ex- yeah, he, was, he won the gold medal when he was like... He looked so young when he won that gold medal. Yeah. First gold medal. And he said, you know, we came back and I thought, you know, people were going to come up to me... Um, come to my you know, house and offer me these huge sponsorship deals. And I just won the gold medal. And like, you know, weeks later, I'm struggling to pay the mortgage. And he goes, I just, I just didn't, didn't expect it. And it was a really, yeah. really good insight into the other side of it. And the Mo Farah one, did you watch the Mo Farah documentary? 
I did. I didn't watch it intensely though, so I wasn't paying that much attention. I was working while I was. I mean, I was not. I was. I was uh, it wasn't what I was working. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <You> just... <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. You know, it's my. It's my free time. Spare time. <laughs> I was working in my free time. I wasn't at all. I wasn't at all. While the documentary working, was on, I wasn't at all like you know, having a meeting with a client or uh, on, a, on, a, <laughs> on a Skype call or, or recording a bad boy running podcast or anything else like that. But that was good. That was really good as well. And yeah. Um, but yeah, about him, like him over training and stuff, because you know he's quite he's quite skinny already, isn't he? And yeah. when you see him in the Olympics, you're like, has he lost weight? Because he he had that problem with overtraining, um, you know. And uh, Salazar was saying to him, you you're, you've got to have a week off because he was so intent on on you know getting that third gold yeah. uh, at this Olympics that he just his overtraining was causing huge problems. It's also, amazing. If you've got no body fat, you're so likely to get ill. Yeah, but he was he was really strong, and it was really interesting to go through that through all of his races in a year, and how how he felt during those races and before, and you know yeah. him coming second and third, and the way that he reacted to it, and he having to sleep in that oxygen tent. It's really good. If it's still if it's still on the BBC iPlayer, I recommend you watch it because it is it is actually really good um, insight into into what it's like to to be a runner at that level. But it's quite interesting about the gold because if you think about in, I think it was probably Atlanta, 96, or Sydney, uh, I think it was Atlanta, there was only one gold medal by Britain. Oh, yeah, I saw that. The, to Ben Ainsley. <laughs> we were talking about that uh, um, in the office and they had uh, someone put up a picture of, yeah, the, uh, the, the top 25 of the medals table from Atlanta and we're, we're not in it. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. It was massive, massive, yeah. uh, massive, you know, that's, that's investment in sport though. That's all yeah. to do with investing in sport. Oh, I mean, that's why Australia was so good in the you know seventies, eighties. Who? 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 Yeah, well, yeah, because they 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 invested massively in sport. But the if you won a gold, then you'd be the British golden Olympian. Oh, that's it. And so, people would talk about you. You'd get all the sponsorship. And now, yeah. when you've got like you know thirty, forty people winning gold medals, you have the. Well, you might not, not even like, know that this person's won a gold. Yeah, that's it. I mean, like, you could it? quite easily miss it. I was reading about like Greg Rutherford and the trouble that he's been through. That you know, yeah. everyone, every, <laughs> constantly people keep saying, "Oh yeah, you you won a gold, you fluked that gold in yeah. 2012." Uh, yeah. And then of course he went on to be world champion and European champion. And but everyone just keep going to your fluke because he had all of his funding taken away from him um, yeah. after you know weeks after winning that gold, and he's had to really struggle. He's really struggled with it. It's, and it's crazy that you have these gold medal winners who, uh, but you know, there's not. All of that, um, that sponsorship not there. It's difficult for people like you in your sport because you get you know huge amounts of uh, sponsorship. <laughs> of goodness, yes. I mean, that's the problem. <laughs> the problem is, the problem is that um, Greg never never got a dry rope. Didn't get you a know? single. And that's that's what he's angriest about most. Oh God! And the gingers needs hiding from they the sun really the most. Go, I mean, in Rio, a ginger in Rio is is yeah. That's almost an album, Ginger in Rio, <laughs> or a porn film. <laughs> yeah, oh, don't know which would be which would be more fun, but um, yeah, it's it, it's it's interesting because we were watching some guy. I think he's a swimmer who, for the third Olympics in the row, came fourth. And we were saying that you almost want to because, for example, there's a Brit who got to the final of the the, the, the 100 meters uh, or the the 400 meters, in fact, yeah, yeah. 400 meters, and he came last. And we we're saying actually that's probably better than being the Brit, a Brit that comes fourth or fifth 
because for him, he did amazingly to get the final. He got to run the final. Yeah. He knew he wasn't going to win the final, and you know that's incredible. But that guy, he's the fourth, especially something. Say you're the eighth best hundred meter run in the world. If you're the eighth best football in the world, you're probably better than any English football player. Yeah. Who earns million? You're better than Rooney. The millions and millions and millions. If you're the eighth best hundred meter run in the world. You might still be struggling with funding, and you're the eighth quickest man on the planet. Yeah. And if you're that swimmer who came fourth for the third Olympics in a row. And he, he lost by about two hundredths of a second. So two thousandth. Well, either way, two hundredths still not he lost much. By, he lost by not much. Yeah, and imagine that's eight years of your life, probably ten years of your life, yeah. where all you've done is build up for, especially swimming. I mean, what, what else is there? It's not as if you can win the Football World Cup and then come to the Olympics. Um, yeah, ten years of your life, and you've never got the one thing you were going for. It's weird. Brutal. I just it's just it's difficult, isn't it? Because you think it's someone like um, Lewis Smith, who again, yeah, at, at the how many times of asking now, um, for third time of asking, has yeah. just missed out on the gold so so narrowly. To this teammate as well, to, to a Brit, team, to, to become Brit. the first winner of a gold. That was I watched the, those gymnastics. That was brilliant. That was amazing. Yeah. Win two golds in half an hour from two performances you've had to do uh, in a half an hour is incredible. Yeah, insane. And yeah, and you could you you, you almost feel sorry for someone like Lewis Smith because it's he should have been happy with silver. It's amazing, but because of the way it's panned out, because of his expectation. But that's the thing is that's such a that's a massive difference how it used to be. It used to be a case yeah. of like literally someone got to the Olympics and they're like, Oh, I'm just gonna go out and do the best, I'm so happy, you know. Yeah. Like Eddie the Eagle, it was that Eddie the Eagle type thing, you know, well we yeah. know I know we're not gonna do that well, but you know but the fact is that someone's getting upset, someone's crying his eyes out because he's got silver. Yeah. Um, yeah. At a routine that you have what? A minute, a minute routine that he's doing. You train for four years to basically do sixty seconds. It's just it, the I find the pressure of it yeah. just must be incredible. How you handle that. I mean, in some ways, it must be easier if you're younger and yeah. it's like your first Olympics or second Olympics. And that's, that's, you know, some of the cyclists and all that did really well. It's, it, it really benefits. If you're older and you have all of that, you miss out and you then you start having the self-doubt and then the demons and then the voices and everything else that comes back. Or just knowing this is the last chance. This is it. Yeah. This is everything. And for some people, they will see it as... Because they did a, a poll quite a few years ago, probably 15, 20 years ago, where they asked Olympic athletes, if you um, if, if you could guarantee that you'd win gold, but you'd die within a year, would you do it? And it was... I can't remember the percentage, but it was a, an extraordinarily high percentage of people said, yes, they would. Really? And that makes you think, oh, my God... That you know, this is way out of context. For you've got, you've blown this completely out of context of everything else in your life. Yeah, perspective. Or, lost perspective. Yeah. But then again, if you're someone who's in a training camp for every hour of your day with hardly anyone you talk to, yeah. three other people you talk to, and then all you'd meet are sycophants who make you do PR stuff, then yeah, it, it must be the only thing that's of importance in your life. It's so difficult. I mean, for someone like Jess Ennis, who's basically two years ago had a baby, yeah, and has managed to compete in, in the Olympics and get so. I mean, that that is incredible. Yeah, that is yeah. incredible because it's not just you know having to you know refine that form and get back into it. It's also 
that pull of having something else in your life. It's really it's, you know, quite simple to, to very narrowly train. For four I mean, years you're your using life. that excuse and you didn't even give birth. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, well, my wife's got a baby. Yeah, and that's, it's really difficult. It's really difficult, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure I'm quite on the same level as Jess, Jessica Ennis, but, but I thank you. Thank you for making that comparison. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so the Olympics have been great and we've still got more to come as well. Yeah, Mo for the double. Come on. Is triathlon in the Olympics? Oh, okay, this is something. Unfortunately, but I think have you watched the cycling? Um, no, I haven't. The cycling has been incredible. You've got you've to concede. Oh, you should. This, the no, cycling no, has been the thing immense. Is, the thing is, per se, it's not a cycler I have a problem with, per se. It's, it's cyclists. Ah... It's cyclists, and it's not. And it's not like the it's not Bradley Biggins. It's, it's this type of cyclists who just fucking just keep talking about cycling, and I don't think I, I've ever I, met one. Oh, well, they don't know. Like, they might not be talking about cycling, but they're thinking about cycling. You can tell that they're thinking about cycling. Yeah, <laughs> they're thinking <laughs> about cycling. How oh. do people look when they're thinking about cycling? Oh, you know it. You know it. You see it. <laughs> I have no idea. They've normally got a bike next to their desk. I mean, that's that's a big giveaway. It's a big giveaway that you're, they're a cyclist and a helmet. Who are these people that have bikes <laughs> next to their desk? Oh come on, they're all over the place. Really? Oh, it infuriates me. <laughs> I think you've created this whole world of I your own hatred. Whole... <laughs> I think everyone agrees with me that it, it isn't. Oh, like don't, you, you say you're making me angry. I, I don't. I don't have this. I don't have this thing about. Oh, uh, you know, I hate cycling. I'm not like this. Cra- like a crazy middle-aged person who goes, "Oh, I hate cyclists on the road," and you know, they take up space or anything like that. That's that's not what it's about. And I'm not on this whole whole thing about. Um, you know, it's cycling. like when you start hating someone in the office because you had a dream that they stole your sandwich two nights ago, and they've done nothing wrong, but you've just had this dream, and therefore you've now got this feeling that they're terrible. That's what you're doing. You're have creating you, this world of cyclists. It does you, exist. That's really interesting you say that about that dream thing. So I was thinking about it the other day. Have you ever had a dream, uh, like like when you were at school, you had a dream about there was someone in your class, and you had a dream yeah. about like a girl, and you oh, had a dream had about that. them, and in that dream, you were like together. And you know, and yeah. you're like, you know, all sorts of things happen. And then when you go back to school, all of a sudden you find them much more attractive. You're like, hey, <laughs> we've got history. But, and you think about them differently. And they, well, it was never a possibility before. Now you're thinking, oh, I kind of like you. I know you. I know a lot more about you now. I've got to know you, even though I haven't really got to know you. Does that and ever you happen have to a, you? And you have a knockout in the sack. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, thanks. who knew that move? Thanks for last night. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean I've I've woken up before where I've been so in love with my dream, I was I was genuinely depressed all day. <laughs> so, it was it was like I'd I'd come out of I'd, I'd been dumped by the, one of the greatest relationships I've ever had. It's just like man, I can't believe I'm not with that girl. <laughs> She's so incredible. <laughs> oh god! Thankfully, this wasn't while I was with Claire. This was this was while I was single. It wasn't as if I oh, was. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> back to this fucking shitty relationship. Oh, look at your your just average, boring face. <laughs> I try to sleep so to improve our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Well, tell us, tell us, T. Have you ever had any 
Well, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> the only dreams that change your perception of people, for good or bad. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good. Yeah. Have you ever had a dream where you've gone to bed and then you uh, you run the Edinburgh Marathon and it was wonderful, and when you woke up, you thought, "What an incredible marathon!" Yeah, and no, you woke up. No, it just doesn't. And you happen. were really thirsty. You were really. <laughs> You were really thirsty. You'd sweated everywhere. You'd have a nightmare that you you thought you'd got you'd run marathon distance, and it was only eighteen miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, okay. So talking about this is a really clever seg. Talking yeah. about marathons, we've got yes. a very special guest on. Oh, who is it? A very very special guest. Very very special. Wow. Well, well, it's very special. He's, he's due battle royalty, almost. Is this the voice of God? It is the voice of God. It is. We have heard his voice, haven't we? Yeah, but we, he added his voice, didn't he, to the um, Marathon de Saab yeah. podcasts. Yeah. We've, uh, we've heard him once. We've heard him once. You may have heard him, but you'll know him as Producer Eddie. Producer Eddie? I've never spoken to him before. Finally, <laughs> hey! <laughs> uh, we just say so we've got we've got producer Eddie here, and he's wearing he's wearing a bad boy. He, actually, you're more on brand than we are. That's yeah. embarrassing. I, I specifically changed tops as well, so I'm glad you appreciate it. Where is Eddie at the moment? Eddie, where are Eddie, you? I'm in I am in England at the moment. I'm in Hampshire. I'm, uh, whereabouts? Oh. Whereabouts? Where are you from, Eddie? I'm from uh, I'm from uh, I don't know how much info- information to give on the internet. I'm from near Winchester. Near Winchester. Someone really? else is from near Winchester. Where near Winchester? <laughs> where near Winchester? How much? Is- I mean, I can I can always edit out exactly where I am. Can't I? Um, <laughs> you can do all the power in this. You can do whatever you want. Any part of this, you could just be speaking on your own for the whole of this uh, episode. If you two give me a bad intro, it's gone. Like there's just no intro in this, is it? I mean, hello, straight into me. <laughs> Yeah, where near, Win- where, near, where near Winchester? Um, specifically. Oh, they've got some lovely pubs. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, got, I used to go. I used to go to um, before I went back to school. I'd go and have uh, a pub lunch in the. Is it the horse and carts? Coach and horses. Where, Cart, and where horses. Cart and horses. <laughs> Just keep saying names. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's fine. Like yes, it's great. Well, uh, well, the problem is when I when I turned eighteen, I then went to university in Cardiff, so I'm more familiar with those pubs than anything near here. So you never went to a pub where you lived? I mean, I've been to a few, but I mean, uh, I was always designated driver, so... What do you mean, when you turned 18? Who who doesn't go to pubs before they're 18? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. People from, people from Hampshire? Oh, no, wait, no. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought when you said, oh, I'm not going to tell you whereabouts in Hampshire, you were going to say, oh, I'm from Fleet. <laughs> Who's from, what's the name of that girl from Fleet? Your Twitter. Oh yes. Was that? Was that a shame? Yeah. No, it, it was a hot date. Are you single, Eddie? The listeners want to know. I'm not. Ah, oh, okay. Oh, we could have set you up with a Fleet lady. <laughs> I'm. I'm. Uh, I've just come back from France because because my girlfriend lives in France. So. You're dating a Frenchie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh I'm, la I'm la. Yeah, oh, I've, I've, nice. Seaside French town. It's been it's been glorious going for some runs there. I bet it has. Yeah. Well, well, welcome to the podcast, Eddie. Finally, I've never spoken to you before. This is epic. <laughs> nice so, to officially be here. So, Eddie, come on. Let's uh, let's find out a little bit more about you, so the the listeners need to need to know. So, um, so it, uh, your your full name is Eddie Simmons. It is and, indeed. Uh, you're from uh, from near Winchester. I am from um, near Winchester. And the, I think the important fact that everyone needs to know is that you're a published author. Is he? <laughs> okay. Yes. Is okay, he? Yes. I yes. am. Yeah. 
That is exciting. <laughs> with a uh, with a book called uh, Domini. Domini. A Domini. Domini. Yes. Domini. Yeah. Domini. Yes. That that is my book. It, I literally. I it's it's now actually down off off of Amazon for three days whilst I'm uploading a draft with all the like revised notes and stuff because the, the first edition was just absolutely rife. I uploaded it, it in. Ex- it's um, Dan Roper's first mission with MI6, and he's already struggling to decide who is good and who is bad as he's chased around the dark streets of Mogadishu. The only things keeping him alive in this world that he's been plunged into are his lightning-quick reflexes and his badass martial training. It's not long before Roper realizes that in his news profession, there are no sides. There are only people that shoot at you and people that don't. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Nice. Nice. Amazing. Right, could I... Possibly contract you for an, for an audible book. There we go. That's sorted. That's <laughs> sorted. Yeah. Now, Eddie, honestly, honestly, now, Eddie, just how much do you know about Mogadishu? So you've never been to Mogadishu before. Actually, funny thing is, um, the, all, all the locations in the last half of the book are places I've been to in like Italy and stuff. And so, Chandler's was... Ford. <laughs> Chandler's Ford and Mogadishu are very similar. <laughs> But, but I, was, I, was, I was telling people that it, uh, that I've only written about places that I go to, and then one of my family members pointed out that I've never been to Somalia. I was like, oh, yeah, the first half of the book. <laughs> well, the good thing is very few people would have been. Well, that's my, that's my hope anyway, because some of the things I say aren't that. Does Mo Farah, twin, twin brother, feature in it? <laughs> Maybe I should add that into the draft. Yeah. Just as and a peeping I, mo. As a, as a, as a, my early morning jog. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Eating me. I mean, I think and, your your book. I've I've read your book, and I think you know your your um the, your rendering of Mogadishu is is absolutely great. I don't think that there's a McDonald's there though. Much to compete <laughs> against what you say. I, I I think you might have got that wrong. <laughs> I think it was a bit too early before strawberry milkshakes were added in. <laughs> so, so is, does this mean we can review it on Amazon? Oh, shit. Yeah, you can, I, I think I've got about five or six reviews. And you have about that, five. You think, you think at the moment you've got five or six. By the time this podcast comes out. <laughs> they're, they're, they're all from, uh, from close family members. So <laughs> <laughs> I think you can rest easy. We, we've not been very successful in in garnering reviews for books so far. <laughs> is it better? Is it better than uh, Bushel's Best Bits? <laughs> well, actually, um, I was going to post a review about Bushel's Best Bits, and, <gasps> oh! and to be honest, it might not be. We've got we've got a video review. You've got, we, you've someone's, got a video done, review. someone's reviewed it. Bushel's Best Bits. Yes. No way. Who? They're Where did they post it in the group? They did post it in the group. Let me try and remember who it was. How did I miss that? Oh, who was it? Who was it? Hang on a second. Can I just say I've I've literally just I've, I've just typed in "bad boy running podcast" to the to the Facebook searching, and it says "bad boy running podcast." Fourteen thousand nine hundred fifty-two people talking about this. Is that currently what? What? <laughs> what? what are you looking at in Facebook? Type in "bad boy running podcast" in in Facebook, and it tells you how many people are, are talking about that subject matter. And apparently, <laughs> we've got close to fifteen thousand people talking about. <laughs> What have you, you done, think... Hellard? <laughs> oh yeah, forty thousand nine. How the hell does that work? <laughs> that is a bit random, isn't it? Do you think it must be that that many people have seen comments by people, or it could be all the likes in our, it could be likes and comments in the group. Yeah, because yeah. we just certainly do not have that many listeners. <laughs> <laughs> ah yes, Tom Dark. Tom Dark. Tom Dark. Yes. Oh nice. Did, so, not... Does that mean Tom? Tom wins the. 
No, book. no, he doesn't because he got the name of the book wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he called it Bushel's Big Bits. <laughs> Bushel's what? Big Bits. Bushel's Big Bits. <laughs> I wonder if that. Do you think that was intentional? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He he also entered the um, the competition for uh, for the for goodness shakes, and oh, uh, and he, he emailed me his address, and I said, oh, oh, because he works for a a famous record company. So I said, <gasps> oh, he... are you uh, are you talent or are you a receptionist? Um, <laughs> and uh, he said that you know he's, he's more akin to a receptionist and stuff. And then he revealed that he'd done a video review of it, but he hadn't put it up yet. So I said, "Oh yeah, put it up." And so of course he put it up. And then <laughs> Gary Bushel's big bits. <laughs> does, does that mean that he can get us in to record Camel Toe? <laughs> or or if I give the lyrics to the next, if maybe um, maybe some. The Foo Fighters are going to be recording in his studio soon, and he just says, "Hey guys, could you just record this for my mate?" And he can get the, the actual Foo's. No, I think. No, well, well, don't don't tell him. Just you, ask them to use it as a warm up. Can you just warm up with these words? I just need it for sound <laughs> quality. I just need to to check on all the vowels are okay. That could you, you could put the wall the words on the studio wall as if every band does that. That would be amazing. And who'd own the rights? They he would. Tom would. The thing that he told me to do was that he said that. He only works when put under pressure. So the more people phoning uh, this particular record company, um, the more um, pressure he gets, the more, the more inbound post he gets requesting a, um, a professional version of the Camel Toes song. Uh, that's, that's what he needs. He, just, he needs that sort of support. So we, we well, have to do everything we can. Well, maybe it might be illegal to, to release the phone number like flat out, but maybe if we hid it as like an Easter egg in all the podcasts where <laughs> yeah. you, 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 you say like a number or something. Can you put it in your there's... book? Can it be code? <laughs> Can it be the number that he's trying to solve? <laughs> yeah. Dan put in a number into his phone. <laughs> <laughs> he needed a receptionist for some music. <laughs> he knew who to call. He was going dark. <laughs> So, Brilliant. how many how many episodes now, Eddie? Have you because you you edit all of our episodes, so you get to hear the unedited version. What's um, what's the best thing and what's the worst thing about editing uh, Bad Boy Running podcasts? Um, the 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 best thing is the uh, is the illicit information that I am privy <laughs> to. Um, I've been uh, <laughs> I've been I've been reading a, a book about intellectual property law which sounds a little bit <laughs> firstly it's in case we get any any from edinburgh marathon but also um i cut out something that, that david said about zipkeeb in one of the in one of the earlier podcasts and i've read that a company got um got well they had a skirting with the law for, for a similar activity so that, but i'm glad i i'm glad i took that out oh that we did with zipkeeb uh, yeah, so I'll tell you this bit and I'll cut it out. Apparently another, I'm, I'm not sure if, if the other company actually got prosecuted for it, but they're definitely taking a court. Oh yeah, I've, I've heard I, of that as well. I, yeah, I, I, we, we, we know that it's slightly illegal. We, uh, I like we the term, use of the word it's slightly. It's a grey area, as in it's yeah. illegal. I call it aggressive legality. Aggressive <laughs> <laughs> It's aggressively legal. <laughs> it's an aggressive interpretation of the law. <laughs> is that our new, our new adjective for something that clearly has gone too far? It's aggressive. 
my my <laughs> my favorite bits of when you've edited um a raw podcast is when you go um okay i've done it all i've just taken out one bit the one where david mentions insert name of Denis, uh, disease or disability <laughs> here <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, you've mentioned some names like full names, and so I've, 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 I've like cut out second names or first names or something. It's like oh God. okay, so you don't want me to do full names from now. No, on. I mean, I mean, you, you can if you want, as long as you leave a gap at the end, and then I can take out part of it. My favorite, okay. my favorite bits where you go, oh yeah, and so and so and so and so because they're together. Oh no, wait a minute, no one's supposed to know that they're together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there have been big chunks left out, and so what's what's the hardest thing then, or the worst aspect? Um, the the hardest thing is probably equalising your two sound levels because sometimes <laughs> David will come over really strong, and it'll be like okay, like normalise all of that chunk, and then like if Jody's mic is coming up a bit quiet, that's fine because I'll normalise it. But then, then you'll be like, yeah, yeah, and so there'll be a year in the middle of Jody speaking. So I've got to be like, okay, I've got to cut around this with, oh with this. It sounds like good. you know what you're doing. Yeah. Well, I watched a few YouTube videos. And now <laughs> <laughs> but needless to say, you are far, far more professional at this than we are. So that's how Jody learned to make love. <laughs> No, 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 it's through reading your Tinder profile. Oh, that's true. No, no, it's through, it's through looking at the pictures on Stretch Your Healing. <laughs> so so one of, the th- one of the reasons we thought it would be good to, uh, to uh, get you on is because you mentioned in Facebook group a, few, uh, a week ago or so that you yes. were running your first marathon. Yes, so I will be, yes. Explain, what is it? Please, please let it be Edinburgh. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, I'm, I'm really influenced by uh, by brand advertising so i was incredibly the amount of times you mentioned edinburgh i was so close to <laughs> signing up with it but no I'm, I'm 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 running bournemouth on the 2nd of october oh, nice. so, yeah so i've still got a bit of time to go and so i've done about half of my training plan so what so what have you been doing so far to, yeah give us an indication of what your training plan's been so far, I'm, I'm using a, a training plan by uh, pulled from the London website for no reason whatsoever by uh, by Martin Yelling from uh, from Marathon from Marathon Talk. What? So if, I mean, if, <laughs> if there was if, if there was a bad boy training plan, I would have followed that. But I, would, I, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, you would not. You'd never make it to the start of the race. It would be twenty pints the night before. <laughs> so the professional quote unquote training plan is I'm running about four times a week. Yeah. Um, and then Tuesday will be like an easy hour and then Wednesday will be sprints and then Friday will be tempo running for longer times. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then weekends, obviously long run. So that, that's what I'm doing at the moment. That sounds right. And, yeah. And I'm really pleased with how I've come along actually, because to be honest, I was massively ambitious signing up for the, for the marathon because I've only ever done one race and that was a Spartan. 5k that was it was it was one of the sprint spartans and oh fair enough i was just i just i just got a bit carried away listening to be honest i actually started running because of the podcast hey, hey, i stopped running I, as a result of the podcast well it's i've taken the the enthusiasm clearly but i i started listening to a podcast because i was going to a gym and then at the gym i started adding on like sprints on a treadmill and then eventually i was like well maybe i should go outside and run like cool stuff like obstacle course races and the longer distances i was like and how are you finding running like how are you finding training how are you is it enjoyable are you finding it hard is it frustrating or 
it's hard, frustrating, but really enjoyable because when I started running, I couldn't, I couldn't do a 5K without stopping several yeah. times. And to be honest, even coming into the marathon plan, I think I still might have had to stop uh, once during a 5K run. But now I can yeah. run for, I mean, I did my longest run of, of two and a half hours uh, last Saturday. And I didn't oh, stop. Oh, nice. I, I was so, oh, amazing. It was, it, was un, it was unreal. Like, I've, I've never done anything like that in my life. And it's just, a, it's amazing doing some of these, like the long runs, because it's like, oh, cool, that's the, that's the longest I've ever run. And that's the first yeah. ever gone. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's amazing to run. And actually, feel like your your legs will take you somewhere rather than like every step is painful. <laughs> finally, I can I can run, and um, I mean I I've, I've forced my parents to to start running as well, so they can now they've officially they officially did five k uh, last oh, week. Brilliant. That was their first five k, and um, I I went on some training sessions with them and annoyed the shit out of them by by talking. <laughs> the entire way around my mum's there like so i'm like oh how's it going is it, is it going well etc and mum's just like yeah fine could you go talk to your dad now and maybe... <laughs> like, okay sorry <laughs> like, oh, uh, so yeah you got them into running as well yeah well I, I did my spartan and then I was, I was talking about all the other races that i wanted to do and and dad was like yeah i reckon i could uh i could do that <laughs> so um so i was like well that's convenient dad because i've signed you up for one so uh so th this this weekend actually i've i'm doing an obstacle course race with my dad and a few of our friends because amazing. I started an obstacle course race, yeah. amazing. How which one uh, my dad's oh should i tell you yeah my dad's 56 and uh, so i'm doing uh adrenaline rush uh, okay, this week because i thought it was uh, looking for like a, a family friendly one one where you could like yeah. walk around obstacles if you couldn't do it because I think they're yeah. pretty good ones. That's, that's they're, they're pretty in... much every obstacle race that David does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a training run. <laughs> none, none of these are compulsory. Like it's fine. Just go around. I think Adrenaline Rush are pretty good. They're normally in big stadiums and they're yeah. um, they're they're quite mass scale. Is that yeah. is that inflatable one? Yeah, they've got a couple of inflatable obstacles, um, and I, I I actually signed up for it based on the back of a of a mud school review. But they're saying it was a nice atmosphere, like fam, like kind of family friendly, more, less competitive. Yeah. 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 Oh, that'd be great. Oh, let us know how your dad does and what he thinks. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Hopefully, get some good photos of me throwing my dad over a wall or something. Oh, that'd be perfect. Is, is your mum going to come and watch? Yeah, mum's going to come and watch. And so um, we're running with a family friend, and his wife's coming to watch, and then one of my friends as well. And so we're all going, and it's going to be good. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's that's what you want obstacle races to be like. Oh, yeah, so purist Sorry. runners will hate this. Purist runners are like, what family or is it's just it's supposed to be you versus the distance? What is this? All this, all this ha happiness and joy. Although there's there's running festivals now. That seems to be quite a new thing. Like the Bournemouth one, I think, Edinburgh, is a running Edinburgh, festival. Edinburgh running festival. Is it a running festival? Yes, it is a running festival. festival. Yeah, the, the the Bournemouth one is a is a running festival. So there's people doing halves on the same day and ten k's and five k's the day before and stuff. So. So what's the, what's been your most challenging bit of your training so far? I mean, has it mm. been has it been the shorter stuff? Has it been the longer distance? The longer distances, the long one. Have you been doing that on the roads or trail or what's that? Um, I tend to try and I tend to try and mix it up when I was doing the longer distances. So I was right by the beach, like literally, I started on a beach, and so I 
it, it says easy on the on the training plan yeah. so I've literally been going as, as easy as I can and I thought well the beach will be a nice way to take my mind off pace because I'll have to go so slow anyway yeah and so I kind of do that and then when I run out of beach I, I do tend to do tarmac but there's some nice trail after that that if you go for long <laughs> enough you get into so it's it's kind of a mixture and the the hardest thing I've found about the training is is the pace of mm. of the faster runs because if I don't run fast enough for for long enough I kind of feel a bit like well how am I going to do the marathon pace on the day so uh, I'm going to run my own personal half marathon as fast as I can in in the week that it suggests and I think after that I will have answered some questions about how long I can keep up my my fast pace for. Because yeah. at the moment, at the moment, I can I know I can run for two hours thirty minutes, but I'm doing that at like six minutes, six and a half minute a kilometer pace, yeah. um, which is like ten, ten and a half minutes a mile. It is weird how you your marathon pace is very fast, no matter who you are for what right. you're capable of, and okay. it doesn't. Yeah, it it doesn't make sense that you can run that fast, and you okay. it won't it won't make sense, and you'll and you'll you'll get to the the marathon day and if you followed a plan and you're rested and you tapered then you'll you'll just do it and even afterwards you'll think about it and be like how the hell did i run that quickly and you'll go for a run midweek when you're training again and be like wow i can only do six miles at marathon pace at the moment so okay. don't worry about it it is even when you do a half or sometimes when you run 5k's during the when you've rested a little bit and suddenly you're so much quicker than you've ever been able to train because yeah, yeah. just the the just being in the atmosphere and the okay. fact you've rested, the fact you've been building up all that training. And you forget that every other time you run, you've been doing miles and miles and your body's knackered and you're not, you're, you're probably not having carb loaded and you haven't got these gels and all these, all these all small little elements that add a few seconds here and there. It all yeah. comes together. Have you found okay. that, Jody? Yeah, I, I'd love to be running my first marathon again. I did I, when yeah. I when I did my first marathon. I do you know what? I didn't even use a training plan. Um, um, Rachel, um, uh, my team member at work, um, her boyfriend is running his first marathon in uh, in October or, yeah. or in September or something. And um, I said, "Oh yeah, what what training plans he doing?" So oh, he's just gone out. He's running just every day, just sort of eight miles, and then running at the weekend. And I'm like. <laughs> Well, that sounds like that doesn't, there's, so. There's no plan whatsoever. That's there's, there's a more efficient way of doing it. But I, I did yeah. exactly the same thing. I was I just thought right. all I can all I need to do is just go out and run, um, and I didn't have any any idea that I'd need to do any speed work or I'd need to work on anything like that. And it's until you until you realise you can run more efficiently um, by okay. doing uh, speed work, by doing tempo work, by um, by mixing it up. Rather than just running mile after mile, doing those sort of junk miles, as as as, as people now call them, um, yeah. I'm surprised really there because I just assume that most people, when they approach anything in life now, just Google, and right. I, so I'd assume with marathons you'd be like, "How to run a marathon?" You Google it, and there'd be a plan. I just I, I just thought people would do that. Yeah, well, well, when I when I first started running, I earlier this early, earlier this year, I I had nothing, and I was just going out and running as fast as I could. For for like like I'd, eventually I'd set a target. So I'd be like, okay, five k. I'm just gonna run as fast as I can, five k. But that's yeah. the only training I did. Me me running as fast as I could, and it was weird getting the marathon plan and seeing easy written on it and being like, well, what do, what does that mean? Uh, yeah. Am I am I supposed to go slow? And it was my my first run of about an hour where I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do easy, and I started off 
and it, it felt so slow but i ran the entire hour and i was like i just ran an hour like what happens like normally i'm out of breath and it's because did you enjoy that pace um i enjoy i enjoy that pace when it's 60 minutes to 90 minutes like it's really nice to just take stuff in but when when i'm doing like the two and a half hour run Mm. it was kind of in a location i knew quite well at this point and it was only the additional like 15 minutes in one direction and then you come 15 minutes back and then it's back to the bit you already know and it's like there was only half an hour of that that was new and so that's why Long runs are starting to get a bit boring, but at ninety okay. minutes, uh, ninety minutes, I think is a really nice, nice length of time. Cause you feel like you've achieved something going yeah. out for that long or, or whatever. And especially, as, I mean, every long run from now on will get hard. You know, the end of it will be really tiring until you get used to it. Yeah, yeah. And so it is. It yeah. I think mixing up your routes is really useful. Mm-hmm. And and even sometimes just going one street away from where you normally run. We just go one street street parallel, and it's a yeah. completely new route, completely new run, completely new neighbourhood, and just small things like that can change just how engaged you are and what's around you. I was to say that when I, I think when I was um, training for it, when I was training for my second marathon, that's when I sort of tried to do a proper training plan. And I um, when it came to the long run, it was just a case of just trying to find a different route on the long run each time because I, I found it really boring. I had a, like a five-mile loop that I'd do my quick run and, you know, in, uh, in Muswell yeah. and then, um, yeah. But the long run in London, I just... It, I, I saw it as an opportunity to actually go and see bits of London that I didn't know before or hadn't yeah. seen before. And it's, yeah. it's, really, yeah. you know, it's, really, it's really good in that sense. But it's, it's really difficult to... You, you, don't real, you actually realise you can, you, 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 you can go quite quick. You can go to quite a lot of places... Mm, you know mm. when you're out for two and a half hours or three hours running and you can yeah. see you can go quite a long way from the center and you can see a lot of london you can and it's the same thing you know when you're when you're when you're running in the country as well if you take an ordnance, ordnance survey map when i when i moved out when i moved back to brighton you take an ordnance survey map and just head into like the hills and you know for as long as you can and it was great because you just sort of make everything like a bit of an adventure as well and you know that you just had to be on your on your feet for a certain amount of time and do it. I was, you know, I had a backpack and everything on because I was training for the MDS. Um, mm. So, you know, it was me, I was getting used to lots of different things, but, um, but yeah, it's, I, I found the long runs were the things that I enjoyed most. The stuff that I really struggled with was knowing how to do uh, like the tempo stuff properly, knowing how to do the intervals, things like mm. that, where I, you don't know how much you can push yourself until, until you're with someone else, if that makes sense, or until someone coaches yeah. you how to yeah. do it, it's really difficult because you always, there's a sense you always try and you pull back. It's until I started, you know, I, I had a, I, I saw a coach and they mm-hmm. showed me how quickly I could actually run. Okay. Um, when I realised I wasn't pushing myself hard enough, do you do you find those ones difficult anyway? Do they make full sense to you? Yeah, the the speed work is the is the hardest thing for me. With I mean, yeah. one of the one of the sprints one week, I think I'd had. Because the sprints are directly after my my easy run the day before. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think I just I, I'd gone off too fast on the easy run. So the next day the sprints, I just they just absolutely they 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 almost killed me. And like are I found sprints are after your long run. No, no, they're after, after my uh, my my. So so the the Tuesday is like my easy sixty minutes, and then sprints yeah. are the the Wednesday, and then the long okay. runs are Sunday. But, okay. but but because it was after the the easy sixty minutes, it hadn't been an easy sixty minutes. Yeah, I'd I'd put on the wrong playlist, got really excited, and and run <laughs> the day before. 
Yeah, so so then those sprints like absolutely killed me, and it's I, I almost if it's if it's not a good day, I almost find them demoralizing with the sprints because it said do ten sprints of of ninety seconds, and I actually I think I did four sprints and was like I'm not sure I can do any more, and so. I was like, well, I'm still going to complete the time. Just go as relaxed as you can. So I missed the next three sprints and then did the last three sprints. And I was I was really demoralized. But then I'm really glad I was, I was wearing my watch for that run because after I'd seen the times, I was actually I was pleased with how fast I'd gone. I was just disappointed I'd, I'd had to cut out the middle section. But, um, yeah. but that, that would have just been a, such a depressing day if I hadn't been able to review um, the information from the run. So I was going to say, what's the what's the best thing to do with that, David? Like, if you if you have a thing that says like you need to do ten sprints at a certain pace, is it better to 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 pull back the pace and still do the ten sprints, or still or do as many sprints as you can at the right pace and build up to it? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question, and it, it it's because I I've, I've had this a lot with when I was training for MDS because just some weeks, as you said, you'd run too quickly the day before, but some weeks you're more tired than you are others. Um, the good thing is it sounds like your plan is just it's, rather than a specific time it's a an effort and so yeah, that's why a lot yeah. of people train to a heart rate because if you train to a heart rate monitor when it says go hard if you've got a cold if it's really windy if it's up a hill if you're just really tired and run down and don't realize it then that's reflected in your heart rate and so you will be going slower but with the same intensity because your heart rate will reflect that so that's one easy way to do it is to just train off your heart rate um i've never done it though just because i can't be asked with the whole <laughs> strap, strap around your chest and chest and all of that yeah, but, yeah, yeah um it it also depends on what the session is because the the speed work depending on how far and how many of them there are some of them is just getting you up to that top speed. So, for example, your 90 seconds, where you're doing 10 of them, there's quite a lot of intervals of, so it's, and quite a short time. So you're probably mm. going to be running, I'd guess, around 400, 500 meters in that time. And so actually, during that session, you are looking to try and increase your top speed and the chances that I'd imagine the, the recovery time isn't that long. And so it's also about getting your heart rate up, down, up and down, up and down. So it's about recovery. And so in those ones, then um, you'd, you'd want to change it differently. to if you have longer sessions, which are more closer to a mile, closer to um, you know, a kilometer, possibly up to yeah. 2K. And, and those ones where you have interval sessions, that's more replicating running um, during a race at a tempo and so um the top speed ones you you want to really be running those as hard as you can and it doesn't matter as much if um if you get slow it's about pushing your body what you can do is just jog one of the one of the 90 seconds mm-hmm. and so you're keeping up with the same rhythm but then you you sprint the last ones and keep going if it is one where it's slower and you're doing longer sessions in those ones you it's about getting used to the lactic lactic acid running when tired and so those ones you want to drop the speed and you want to but it it, it's going to take because you're quite new to running as well your 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 pace is going to be changing anyway because week on week you're going to be improving, 
you're yeah. going to be adding miles of your long runs. You're going to be mowing, growing more tired, tired, but when you get used to that, you're going to be getting stronger. And so actually it's, it's really hard anyway to judge what the right pace is. And it takes quite a few years for you to be able to know that. And that's why going to a running club does help because yeah. you've got frames of reference. You have other people around you. who You get a sense of their speed, but in general, what I would say is any interval, your first two or three, you want them to seem like you're working, but not that hard. Because okay. ideally, you want your 10th one to be as hard as you can do it and okay. to be the same speed as the first three. That's really, right. that's a different, that's really, that's yeah. the thing I really struggle with. That's yeah, getting, it's, getting, it's getting that right. Okay. No, it's I got really yeah. yeah, because, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's what it was where I, I properly... For, for the sprints, I, I probably tried to, to absolutely gun it for the first one because it's like as fast as you can. But trying to get it at the same speed as the last one, that's... Well, that's then if, if it's telling you to do it as fast as you can, then then do that. Um, okay. Because they, there's probably a reason why... I, I haven't got... I'm, I don't follow training plans where that is part of it. It's normally... It you're saying, say you're saying Martin Yelling's wrong? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Um, well, it's it's probably very different to the type of plan I have because he, um, I mean, he he's I'm, I'm sure he's actually vastly experienced. In fact, he must be. He's Liz Yellen. <laughs> he must be. <laughs> he must be immensely experienced. But the the fact that it's it's a four day plan and it's for someone who's not doing masses of mileage and it's someone who's who's new um, means that he's probably at, at this stage it's it's probably looking to achieve something completely different to my tempo sessions, which are about slightly increasing your top speed and, uh, and, and, and improving your recovery rate. So, so I I don't understand what sprints really would do because I've never really done sprints that much. So if it it does say do it flat out, do it flat out. My, my, my guess would be that if you're doing 90 seconds, it's probably, you should be doing those more at your one mile pace. Yeah, yeah. I was just just checking in the plan, and uh, and yeah, it was it was ninety seconds fast was his description. Whereas normally it's like tempo if it's going to be. Yeah, so fast you'd probably do your if you're running fresh a five k. Okay. Um, that would be fast. If I'd I'd say that would be for two minutes would be you'd then do your five k speed if it's two minute sessions because if okay. you if you add up the total distance you've done in your intervals um you that gives you an indication of what speed you should be doing it so okay. say you add up all of the, the the distance you think you'll cover and that adds up to 3k then you probably want to be doing it at your 2k pace if it adds okay. up to 7k you want to do it at your 5k pace so you're doing slightly quicker than you'd run that distance if you if you just ran it fresh or right. stuck together okay if that gives an indication, it's the hard thing is you probably don't know what your a reasonable five k yeah. pace time for yourself is because your five k pace by the time you've run a marathon, by the time you're getting to Bournemouth time, it's going to be so much quicker yeah. anyway. But you really want to be running it off that that pace rather than the one you're on now. So that, that's where it's tricky. So, so, yeah. so you're saying that Eddie should squeeze in another marathon beforehand uh, <laughs> as quickly as possible in order to get the, get these uh, the distance and times right. Just, just to estimate how quick I'll be able to run a marathon, I should ideally do, you know, one before, just to, just to see. That would be that would be the perfect, <laughs> that would be the perfect thing to do. Well, so, um, you've you've got some questions, Eddie. Some questions I have. prepared. I have, I have got, 
that someone oh there's a lot of questions there well i've i've i've, I've written them twice because i've split them into categories as well based on well the, the very loose categories um nutrition is oh, yeah. one is one category because that's that's i've got a lot of questions about that performance yeah. is another and i've kind of bunged everything underneath that and then um uh, I, sh- I should just explain. I'm I'm running this this race with my cousin, who's already done a marathon, and he got three hours fifty six for his first marathon. So I have to beat that. Um, and then my other cousin, who's never run a marathon, but is is also aiming to beat that. And um, well, so first, so well, my your, fi- first co- your first cousin's a cheat because you don't you don't enter a race having already done one. So ignore whatever yeah, time they get because that's, that's yeah. cheating. So it's the only only the second one you've got to beat. Exactly. So, so my final category is based on sabotage, on, on, how I can, <laughs> on how I can how I can break their races without making Christmas and family gatherings awkward. So it's um, but yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure we can come to that later on. Uh, <laughs> okay, so let's yeah, let's start let's start with nutrition then. That's that's nutrition. Good, that's my specialist subject. <laughs> <laughs> my um, so my first question is an obvious one about gels because I'm getting a lot of conflicting advice about gels on the internet yeah. like how many do i do i actually need if i'm going for for a four-hour math and like like what timing should i be looking to take them um and when do i need to start taking them because some people are like oh your body should just be able to do an hour and a half without gels and then you should start taking gels and some people are like well you should just start carb loading straight away with the gels how, what have you been taking when you've been going on your uh, long runs have you been practicing um, with anything Yes, I have. I've been practicing with the the High Five Energy Gels because Bournemouth uh, is sponsored by oh, High Five. Okay. Yeah, good idea. And also, their marathon pack is ridiculously cheap on Amazon. T- £10 for like a two kilogram marathon pack. Um, what? We, we, yeah, really? 10, £10 on Amazon for like 12 gels, some ISO gels, uh, energy source and recovery stuff. I think yeah, they've typed the price wrong. Because the mini marathon pack is fifteen pounds. <laughs> less. But, but the marathon pack is, in the group. Yeah, the, the marathon pack is is, is ten pounds. It's it's insane. Yeah. And 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 I've I've just thought of the second one just in case when we air this someone's listening and they put the price <laughs> up. So I've, <laughs> I've I've got one box and I've used some of it for my training runs, but I've, I've got a second one on the way. But but what I was gonna ask is, so I'm using the energy gels, like. Should I be taking? I, I mean, I, I think they recommend I, I end up taking about twelve in a race. And like, is that too many, or is that? It, I We're probably going to have different views on this, aren't we, JD? I used to. Um, I've tried everything. So I used to run a marathon. I used to have like twelve. Yeah, well, probably about five or six gels. Um, and then as I, I actually found um, through, like almost through trial and error, that um, <laughs> I can now run a marathon with. Um, just a single pack of Cliff Bar shot blocks, and that's it. Oh right, okay. and, I'm, and I'm fine yeah. with that. Um, okay, it just it just completely it just completely depends. Like once you once you on your long runs, you'll know how much yeah. you need, how hungry you'll feel, the reaction okay. to it, whether they make you feel sick. Because after after a couple of hours um, of eating, you know, I, I I don't I probably won't eat anything for the first ninety minutes, certainly. Right, but then I'll start taking like you know the occasional shot block. Okay, but I did. I tried all sorts of gels, and some you know tasted fine when you had like two or three to start off, and then by the fourth or fifth, they just made you feel 
sick. Some are, okay. some are really thick you need to have water with. It, yeah, it yeah. just completely depends on what, what you find in your training. Um, okay. it's, it's one of those things that you can't every, every, it's going to be it's going to be different for every individual because your your, mm-hmm. your stomach's going to react differently to it you're going to have different things that you that you respond differently to so there's no right. there's no sort of short answer for that but the you know okay. I, I I found that what's perfect for me now on any race um, do you have a, a set thing that you always have David oh completely yeah. and I and I, I think this is one area the the trouble with running is that most people think they're right about <laughs> everything they do yeah. like, like, like you and martin yelling and his, <laughs> his math plan was yours. yeah absolutely well his his math plan is it's it's probably really good yeah i mean i i wouldn't i there's nothing it, it sounds like you've got all the fundamentals but um shame about the podcast no, I, though shame about the podcast i'm not sure i'm not listening to it i'm sure it's very good i think i've met him a couple of times he seems like a nice guy but um, the the things about nutrition is that um People will tell you, well, it's different for everybody, and and it is different for um, for some different people. But there's there's certain things that are absolutely fundamentally true, and you can apply them those to yourself. Now, if you're someone who never eats any carbs and you do a paleo diet and it's high protein and fat and you never have carbohydrates and the chances are if you've been doing this for years and years and years then the rules of carbohydrates are not going to apply to you because your body has adapted to burn primarily on on fat but um your body can hold about 90 minutes worth of carbohydrates glycogen in its um muscles that is true um your body can absorb about 60 grams of carbohydrates an hour but okay. if you have there's there's now if you have gels like talk like nectar i think even uh leucosate gels and i do it if you do maltodextrin there's then suddenly two different tracks they call them of uh carbs which can be absorbed at the same time so now you can actually absorb up to 90 grams of carbs okay. so the depending on how fast you run also it then changes slightly the percentage of carbohydrates protein and fat that you absorb so you'll often you'll you'll hear of people talking about the fat burn zone when they're trying to lose fat and if you run slower in theory it's going to make you lose you more fat which yeah. is in in some ways is true but ultimately the same calories in same calories out um okay. but um you when you're taking gels a lot of people, when they tell you how many gels they take, if they say a very low number, then ask them, and how do you feel when you've taken a gel? And a lot of the time they'll be like, oh, I feel brilliant. I'm really buzzed. I'll get, you know, I'll speed up. And if you, if that happens to you, that means you're not taking enough gels because okay. you should never have a spike from a gel. Because if you spike, mm-hmm. it means that you've been, you've been running on low glycogen previously. I would absolutely recommend um, get, taking the full 60, possibly more grams per hour if you can okay. stomach it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so when I, um, you, you certainly don't want to take any gels before you run because what happens if, you're, if you do that when you don't actually need them, you get a spike in your, um, oh, what's it called? <laughs> what's the thing that diabetics have problems with? Insulin, you get a spike in your insulin. Okay. And um, that then actually reduces the absorption that you're you're taking into your bloodstream, and so you don't want to have that before you run. So some people will take a gel just before they start. Don't worry about oh. that. 
that's what the plan actually well in 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 the marathon pack it gives you like a little guide and that is what it yeah. actually suggests it suggests taking two energy gels before what and um, which, which 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 i thought was obsessed uh, um excessive because i've been carb loading for the, the week before so that yeah. that's interesting and that's incredibly Absolutely. useful not to take them okay you don't want to do that i'll give you a, a spike in the insulin yeah um yeah. what you want to do is probably two and a half hours three hours before eat up to 150 grams of carbs um, depending on how much you can stomach and then with the hour beforehand munch on a banana bit by bit that okay. that would do you proud then i'd recommend trying out a few different gels um the uh, high five I th- they're pretty good they're not too intense they're not too um concentrated if you really struggle with the thick gels um probably the most the least concentrated ones are cis Okay. Um, oh. I, I, for me, I think talk and nectar are the the, the most flavoursome in terms of uh, the really. They've got talk do these amazing yogurt ones. Um, nectar have got these amazing sherbetty ones. And if you want something that is just rocket fuel, then you'd use Cliff, something like the the okay. uh, cap- the cappuccino. I think it's called. Um, but I'd recommend when I when I run the marathon, which would be let's say two two hours 40 i'd have nine gels in that time i'd have a gel every 20 minutes oh okay okay that's in, oh, but right. those those are the 22 gram gels because yeah. um because the concentration I, I normally would when i was racing marathons use nectar uh, and i you know i, I know I, I don't do this anymore because i now use shop blocks because i just find them easier to eat because you don't need to have a whole gel you can just do a block but if i was doing shot blocks so i, I haven't raced a marathon a, a road marathon for, for years but when i want to do manby mountain if i would do um I'll, I'll have shot blocks there and i'll generally take um at least a pack an hour okay that's partly because i'm going slightly slower less intensity um and i normally pick up some food uh, a gel pack an hour yeah, I was yeah. gonna. I was gonna say because I I actually bought some shop blocks over to France for me because they were gonna be easier to to train with and easier to get through airport security because they're not actually yeah. gel. And uh, yeah, so I I used those and I I enjoyed using those. And um, but a, a pack an hour, is that? Yeah. W- w- okay. Interesting. So Are that, you just trying to pack- sell more more cliff? Yes, I know. Oh, let's name who his bloody sponsors are. But that's <laughs> wait. You judge it right. So this this is based on trying to get the optimal amount of glycogen in your bloodstream okay. Okay. without getting an upset stomach. Right. Yeah, because that's the other thing, isn't it? You've got to be careful that you don't upset your stomach because yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Normally when you upset your stomach, it's because you're um, taking on either you've got a lot of water in there slushing around. Or um, if you go over that 60 grams of carbs per hour that your okay. body can absorb, it sits in your stomach. And okay. so if you take them too intensely, that can occur. Or some people just are intolerant to certain types of carbs or they're just not used to it. And so, I mean, I personally would, would advise when you do your long runs, not using carbs unless you need them. Okay. So just go out and get used to, your body then gets used to running on its own glycogen stores and also its fat it becomes more yeah. efficient at burning your own fat which is great for you so it means you're less likely to hit the wall because your body's very efficient at, at actually converting the fat already and, and okay. when you hit the wall okay. it's transitioning from burning calves which are 
easy to convert to energy to burning fat and it's that delay of how long it takes to get the energy out of the fat that kids right, okay. hit the wall. So I'd say on your long runs, go out, take a gel, take a shot block or two, and um, and have them if you need them. Okay. No, definitely, fine. yeah, definitely practice using gels a yeah. lot at some point. Practice um, caffeine as well. So you want to know that your body can, if it needs to, do five, six. And this is why half marathons are brilliant because you can tr- you can practice race conditions. Um, but if you you don't really need a gel unless you're running a, a ten mile or above, I'd say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm okay. So that's that's really good actually. Do, ul- um, do ultras, and then you don't have to worry about gels. You can just have well, like yeah. sandwiches and crisps and chips and and cake, and it's much easier. It's, yeah. it's, it's funny. It's funny you should say that because I was I was dangerously close to to signing up to uh, to race to the stones. But then I was like, I haven't even run a marathon. Like, I'm not even. I'm, <laughs> think, I think I'll save that for like another couple of years, and then maybe I'll, I'll take. But a in crack. some ways, a marathon's harder than than some ultras. In in, in many pace. ways, it's yeah, it's the hard, it's the hardest race that you're racing. Because okay. the as soon as you go above a marathon, do you think that's fair, JD? Um. In what set? Well, were we talking about this about how um, over the twenty-mile mark? Yeah, because you're doing it. The thing is, you're doing it at pace as well. You don't run a marathon to yeah. um, to saunter along. You're always trying to beat your time, your previous time, aren't you? And that's always that yeah. focus. And if you, especially if it was a road marathon with with ultras, because there's so much variation in terms of uh, not necessarily in terms of well, even in terms of distance as well. There's, there's all different sizes and different types of trail. You don't really find road ultras. That's not it's not. Mm. It, it, I don't know. It's, it's just. It's, it's just different. You don't. There's not that same expectation about running one ultra from another. You, a lot of people are doing it for different mm. reasons. Um, whereas a marathon has a, the distance and the time are important. Therefore, you're more likely to race it. Therefore, it is yeah. more of a challenge. It's like a five k. I think. I think five k is a, a nightmarish, um, short distance because you have to run it as hard as you can. And in many ways, that's a marathon. You know, you have. You, you end up. You know, maybe not in your first one, but certainly the reason people come back is because they want to beat that marathon time. Yeah, um, yeah. and that's yeah. when and that's when you're really pushing it. So it, it is hard. Yeah, it is hard because anything over twenty miles, you, yeah. you do something different to your body, and that's when the glycogen stores you know become a problem, and that's when you've got to be prepared. But the thing you were talking about in terms of nutrition, it's really interesting you say um, about gels because the one thing that you know that you have to remember is that it's not just what you eat then it's also what you eat the night before it's what you eat in the morning yeah. all of it becomes mm-hmm. part of the um yeah. part of the process that when you've done it after when you've done it for a while you forget that those those elements are important and mm-hmm. so it's you know it's finding what's the right thing to eat before i run what's the you know like like Jason, i always i always have um a small amount of porridge and a banana and that's and that's it i have you know before okay. before i go for race a certain hydrate to a certain amount so go on, what are your other questions? How much, um, how much beer? Question. How much beer the night before? It's perfectly, perfectly acceptable to have three or four pints. Three or four pints. I'd say four's pushing it. Four's pushing it. <laughs> Three's good. Um, okay, my, my, my other questions are based around um, Imodium and, yeah. and beetroot. <laughs> oh, forget about beetroot. Be- beetroot dopey. <laughs> forget I about have. beetroot. I don't want to hear. Well, I don't want to hear about beetroot. Can you have a separate episode about beetroot that I don't have to join in on? <laughs> have you tried it? Oh no, I've not no. bloody tried oh. it. We'll get. Let's hey, have a don't knock it. Let's, let's try it. Let's have a beetroot episode where we could actually perform. When you were on Ben Kuma, what did he say about beetroot? <laughs> I don't know if we actually 
talked about the, the positive pros and cons. I think we just accepted that it was something I did. And he was like, okay. You did, yeah. That, and he was that, like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Um, but, okay, so Imodium, is it, is it, what effects will it have on me? Is it just completely fine to have whenever? It will have zero effect other than the effect it's intended for. There's okay. no, I've, I've never heard of a single negative effect of Imodium okay, being taken. Cool. So for me, every single marathon runner should have emoji before every single marathon because right. the downside is you've lost three p well depends if you buy the <laughs> the own brand that i buy from little but um you've lost what 20 p's worth of a of a tablet yeah, yeah. and but okay. it's, it's never going to have it if you've never tried it before you can still take it in the morning and it will just sort you out I'd, I'd recommend probably having a tablet if you're if you're just normal and you haven't got an upset stomach the chance if you're if you're carb loading properly the day before a marathon your mm-hmm. stomach's going to react a little bit differently anyway because it's probably not used to having five, six hundred grams of carbs in a day. So, yeah, um, yeah take one the night before, take one in the morning. Oh, my um, God. Are you giving him a... <laughs> yeah, or take, you know, take one the night before, take two in the morning. It's it's fine. Is it, does someone make the point on the, on the Facebook group that if you, you take a whole packet of Imodium, it has a heroin effect? Is oh, that right? Yeah. Oh, so, so take a pack the morning and then it's like heroin. I don't think you'd want to. I don't think you'd want the heroin effect to uh, in terms of your marathon performance. I don't think you, <laughs> that's, that's what aspect quite of heroin. Would you say the effect is? Uh, you end up moving to uh, to Scotland. Become like, a supermodel. Like <laughs> <Do> you <laughs> become a supermodel. <laughs> you I'm end up. Sure you end up in a. You end up joining a band in Seattle, becoming like. Uh, yeah, <laughs> famous for your grunge. <laughs> so yeah. So you yeah. So good luck. Good luck with dropping three emodium in the space of twenty four hours. I'd like to. <laughs> well, no, I didn't say two. It was two, three if you needed. Okay, two. Probably, probably I two. I wonder if we'll be cutting this advice out for health reasons. <laughs> yeah, can we? Can we be? Hang on. If if we say if we say it's just advice, it's and advice. It's not, and he's not a doctor. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's unsolicited <laughs> advice. Unsolicited like, so. advice. This is what this is. This it works for David. It doesn't necessarily yeah, work it, for everyone else. Exactly. So now we're not liable. Okay, we're good. We can, can you move save on. Save a fortune on toilet paper. <laughs> you can't ship for a week. Is that the? Is that I, yeah. Show? Yeah. <laughs> Someone shouted that phrase at me once. No. Um, go on. So what's your next question? Okay. Uh, next question is about is about whether or not I should run with with a water bottle because of all the water slots provided on a course. No, and don't need to. And, is it okay. in training or during the race? Uh, during the race, in, in training, I, I no, am. it's not Edinburgh. You shouldn't need to. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say the only the only time to do that is if they give out energy drinks, or that's part of your nutrition strategy. So, okay. for example, sometimes on in London, I I might run with they give out Lucasade every five miles, so I might run with a Lucasade while I go just to sup on that. Um, but water, yeah. I mean, people tend to drink too much water anyway. They don't need as much as they think. You're, okay. you're, I think the the stories of people dying uh, dying in races is normally because they've drunk too much water rather than not enough. Right, okay. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, you, you don't need to, and it, it will slightly upset your oh, balance. It pay, it's a pain in the ass carrying a bottle. It really is, you know, especially yeah, when you're, um, you've got all the other things you're concentrating stuff. And there's going to be, you know, Bournemouth's an established marathon. They're going to have, they're going to have plenty of water on there. Um, okay. You know, if they, if you the, will see people with camelbacks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it I, happens. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's one of my questions about performance. So I'll, I'll come back to that. But the the water bottle. Okay, yeah, that, that was an interesting one because I am. I'm running with one in training, but it's only like 300 milliliters, so yeah. I run out within like the hour. For the no, period. you're going to need your hands for all the high fives you're going to be giving, and all the pointing at people. That's what you. That's what okay. you'll need yeah. it for. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. High fives, handshakes. But okay. even even for your body gets used to what it's it, it does as well. So even on your long runs, you probably don't need water. You might need if it's an absolutely scorching day. Okay. But probably not even that. You know, I I'll go out for runs with no water, dehydrated from a hangover, and run for two and a half. You know, one twenty miles, and it's it's fine. Your body okay. can get your body gets used to so many. This is the re- this is what I absolutely love about when you like when you first started doing it. It's like the amount of things your body gets used to doing, and it just comes so naturally just through training. And your body becomes more efficient at processing stuff. And I I used to go out and forget water. Um, and it, it, you know, unless it was like you say a really scorching day, it, it, it would be fine. It would be absolutely fine. Um, okay, you, you'd be able to you'd be able to cope with it. And um, so you you know you don't need to carry. You certainly don't need to carry water on a on a on a city marathon. Okay, yeah, yeah. Unless, it, unless it's Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was thinking about Edinburgh the other day on one of my long runs, and I thought maybe one day we could we could get. Uh, a, a bad boy i mean i'll, I'll be loath to give them this much money of entry fees but we could get a bad boy running group going and with the explicit intention of carrying all of our own water around the course <laughs> so like we all come with with, with camel for packs. everyone for every- yeah <laughs> but for every single yeah and, and, then carrying, and then carrying like big big bottles of water as well and i thought <laughs> well the, the problem is we can't do that now because the um edinburgh the great great Scottish beerathon is going to be on the same weekend as the, uh, <laughs> as the Edinburgh yeah. Edinburgh Marathon Festival. You could put part part of the beerathon course could be could be <laughs> you, straight you, across the, <laughs> yeah, straight you across the Edinburgh course. The or or like just throwing water bottles at competitors. Like you have to do that for for part of that. I don't think that's fair though. Those poor people are going through enough without actually getting more. Abuse. <laughs> yeah, they've actually just been taken out. Like. <laughs> okay, so those are all my. Those are most of my nutrition questions because I listened to one of your, one of the earlier podcasts on marathons and uh, and and took some notes. So I've 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 got some from that. What? You took um, note? You've taken notes from listening to a podcast? This was uh, this was this is it. I mean, I, I it's I a very small piece of paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's half a sheet, but um, but it's it's all it needed for the for the carb loading. Um, what am I? What are my other questions that I wanted to go on to? Oh yes, um, performance stuff under performance. Yeah. So this is a very okay. That's a loose bracket for for performance. So do it the night before. Is that the question? Should I do it the night before? Is that, <laughs> yeah, is that sort of performance? It's, 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 it's now it's now a question. Has <laughs> it ever hindered you? I mean, you read out a particularly vivid article um, about doing it doing it the night before I race. Was, and... I was I was I was thinking about that lady the other day. Really? They, yeah. they um they, they posted the article again. Oh, they did reposted they? it on on the Facebook page, and I was like, oh god, I really want to just to just write out that quote underneath <laughs> about <that." laughs> just, just how many likes I get from from runners from runners world. David, has your performance ever been hindered by having sex the night before? I don't know. I can't. I've never tested it. 
I mean, with, with I can't some, remember. With someone else we're talking. <laughs> yeah. Um, he can hold the water bottle, but apart from that, it's... <laughs> I'm not sure if I've ever had sex the night before a marathon. Really? Huh. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I, I mean, the only time I would have had sex before a marathon, just because this is often when I have sex, would be where I'd have been drunk. And so it wouldn't have been when I've been a marathon I've been performing in particularly impressively anyway, I'd say. <laughs> trying to think of Medoc. Have I had sex the night before Medoc? I don't think I have. <laughs> so we got so we, we we can't comment on this. Okay, can't we, we can't, well. can't comment on it. Okay. Right, okay. Do us. Let's hear your yeah, views we need on your, that. We need yeah. your advice need on that. Pull your mass mass knowledge. Throw it, throw it in with a with a stretchable healing picture. Let's get that. Yes, again. Yeah, we'll... <laughs> in, in for a penny. Okay, so my next one is about equipment. This is still under the performance bracket. I'm saying equipment. Anyway, um, gel belts. Do I need one? Do I need a gel belt? Because I thought I didn't, but then you spoke about running with a gel belt. But then the one time you said you'd run with a gel belt, you said they all fell out. So. I think I it's just again, it's something you've got to test, really, because sometimes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're going for aggress for the the number of gels that or, or shot blocks that I'd go for, then it can be hard to find shorts with enough pockets. Okay. Um, okay. So, especially if you want to, it's 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 good that you're doing high five and there's high five in the course. But the trouble is, if you then miss a gel stop, or I I always yeah. try to make sure that I've got everything I need on me. So okay. I mean, these, there are some. The two XU Ultra shorts, for example, have about five pockets in them, so okay. you could you could have those. But it's quite hard to find uh, even gel belts of enough for eight or nine packets. Or I mean, that's why shot blocks are good because you just take four or five shot blocks packs okay. versus nine, ten gels. But um, yeah, you might do. I'd I'd rather go with a pouch. They look a bit shit, but I'd rather go with a pouch than a gel belt because gel okay. belts they always are on there hanging and you're you're relying on gravity and friction, not winning the battle yeah. over just a okay. zip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You see so okay. many. You see so many people those um, those gel. You know, was it the elasticated gel belts and stuff yeah. losing them on the on a on a race? So yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. Because I yeah, I was looking at the at the pouches and I was thinking maybe. Okay, that's cool. And also, um, how long do I have to run before I can buy a, a racing vest? You know, the like innovate where you get the, the, the packs and the, and the stuff on the back. Is that just for ultras or can I wear that on a long Oh, the backpack. Yeah, because they look really cool. And no, no, you can wear them whenever you want. Oh, better, yeah. better, but it, the, the shorter the race and the, and the, uh, the less thing, the better it is. Well, Lee Stewart wore one to the beerathon. Oh, he did, didn't he? <laughs> Oh. Yeah, he claimed he had beer in it. I'm not sure I believe him. No, no, yeah. The more it's now acceptable for you to be as kitted up as possible for the shortest of races. Okay, fact, fantastic. In fact, it's that's what um, Joshy Stevens is for the Red well, Bull steeplechase. He He's got to wear as much gear as he can and start <laughs> the front line, uh, be okay. absolutely kitted to the, the max. But it's true. It's like it's like it's like the reverse for for ultras. So. If you turn up to a like a five k and you're pop- properly kitted up, people are like, okay. oh, that's a bit weird. If you turn up to okay. an ultra and you've just got like a t shirt and shorts, people are like, whoa, what? Yeah. Who, who? Who is this crazy? Look at him showing off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is this is madness. Okay. But the great thing about it is, especially if you're bored with runs, you can then put all your kit in your bag and run instead of running ten miles on a loop and then back 10 miles you can run 20 miles to somewhere and go to a mate's house oh, that's good. and okay. have all your kit with you 
yeah, and that's yeah. when it becomes fun if you've got a mate who's doing a Sunday roast and you run 20 miles down to his that's but very, it also that's means very specific <laughs> it is it is very specific <laughs> yeah that's the only time but, uh, does it have sorry. that on on Yelling's uh, training plan uh, long run to mates with Sunday roast 20 miles <laughs> I, think, I think that might also, be week 11 <laughs> but I think once you get it, it really helps with um, if you're getting bored of running oh, or if, you, if you're short of time then I'm such a big believer in having backpacks and just running to gigs, running to nights out, running to work, ru- just using your commute as part of your training. And point and, to, yeah, any any point to point stuff like you know, there's nothing wrong with like getting a train out to somewhere and then running yeah. back from there, or yeah, okay. absolutely, that's a good idea. Okay, yeah, yeah and the sense. and the more and more you run, the more likely it is at some point you're going to get injured somewhere in the middle of nowhere, and it's raining and it's shit, and you need your phone and you need your wallet and you need your keys. Yeah. And, okay. and but so don't actually, but don't use any of them because that the challenge is to 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 get <laughs> back without any of them, and that's where that's where yeah. true heroes are born. That's how we lost really one of our that. friends, didn't we? <laughs> that sounds like you're trying. <laughs> You were going to have a third presenter, but yeah. <laughs> somewhere on the heath, he's, he's still in the Moroccan desert somewhere. Yeah, yeah, sadly. But they, I mean, the, the, you you will end up buying so much kit you don't need. And I've okay. probably got about four, four or five different size backpacks now, depending on the race. Right. Which is it's probably not. It, it there is a slight logic to each one. And ones for carrying a laptop, or ones, but you, it is quite easy to just get drawn oh, into. It's crazy. It's crazy. Okay. Because I, 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 um, I used to review kit, and so I used to like have to do a review of like 25, 25 different jackets, and I'd be like, all right, one of well, what I'll do is I'll just I'll throw, you know, get rid of all the other ones. I've managed to justify keeping twenty of those jackets for different <laughs> reasons. So this is for this is for if it's humid but 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 dry, and this is one for um, for if it's sunny uh, but it but it's slightly damp, and this one is for there's a light breeze and wind southwesterly. Yeah, exactly. And there's there's one for like literally every single gradation, and you will find ways of, of of getting kit for absolutely everything like different socks okay. for different environments so there's there's always a way to justify it but fundamentally you know having a actually having a decent backpack can can yeah. make can make the difference Just for your long run not for the race but certainly for your long runs okay and also, yeah, yeah, and also for being able to carry water without having to hold it in your hands yeah yeah that's pretty that's awesome. next question no, I, I've, I've got two more good good if, if, that i can narrow it down to one um, underneath compression shorts, do I need to wear underwear? Because I'm getting really confused. It's an amazing <laughs> question. No, no one told me. No, this is the thing. No one tells you any of this stuff, do they? It's like it's like the the thing we do not speak of. Of what what underwear do you wear? And I know people who work with. I I've always worn um, like cotton, like cotton, not cotton boxes, cotton like pants. Trunks. trunks. Is it trunks? trunks that's it, like cotton trunks. trunks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and I've mean. always been, they've always been fine. But there are some people yeah. that don't. Some people just wear just nothing in compression shorts. Okay. What, what do you wear, David? I've, I've never worn pants, I don't think. Have you not? Um, no, just I'll either wear compression shorts with shorts at the top or just shorts with nothing underneath. Really? 
well that was the trouble at the beerathon we were wearing these little red pants little red shorts because pete wears the red shorts we dress like him and they were so incredibly tiny and my girlfriend was looking so damn hot and she was aware that my my shorts are quite revealing so she just for the rest of the day she just tried to get me to, to get a lob on basically so that i'd be walking around the pub with a lob on so it was terrific um anyway, anyway that is yeah. horrific <laughs> She's surprisingly good at it. Um, so that's why I stood against the bar quite often. But um, well, this, no, is, well, this is a horrible, horrible segment of the show. This really is. <laughs> what? It is. I think it, it does vary. I mean, like you can get, you can get because um, I've had um, untested like running running pants, effectively, yeah. which are like trunks, but they're like made of like a special wicker material. And then right. it's weird because you're wearing exactly them, and then you're wearing another thing over the top of it. I think it. I don't think it matters as long as what you're comfortable in. Really, I, okay. I'm not comfortable yeah. not wearing not wearing like cotton trunks, which is weird because you, everything else you have is wicking and stuff. But yeah. I I just don't feel comfortable without them. Okay, I think they've been made as alternatives to pants. Okay, but I don't see any reason why. the The only worry is if you've got really tight compression tights. And then pants underneath that it might compress a bit too much. You okay. might not have to have children. But other than that, um, yeah, I'd, I'd say with all clothes, it's down to how it feels. Okay. Because the, the only reason I ask is because I got two in one compression short shorts, and I'm worried that if my gels are too heavy and they start falling down a bit, and I'm not wearing underwear underneath the compression shorts, that uh, the, the marathon could get a bit. Um, Fruity. Well, yeah, 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 exactly. Seems Do it. Yeah, just take that risk. The, the, yeah. the, make sure, make sure you're smiling whenever the photographers are there. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Good publicity for Milling Hansen Sport, isn't it? So, um, <laughs> um, okay. So, final question is is back to uh, cousin sabotage. What can I do? I have I have one suggestion. I've been thinking about. I'm thinking of, of trying to convince them that, that Senecot loading is, is what the professionals are doing nowadays and to take Senecot two to three days before the race um, consistently. I'm going to have to Google sure Senecot. What's, What's Senecot? Isn't it? And it's, it does the opposite of, uh, of Imodium. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, tell them tell him you clean out the system so yeah. that you only have carbs in you there. You say you carb load and you uh, and you um, stomach evacuate, and that's the intestine evacuation is is the is the new thing that all the uh, all the all the all the big runners are doing. Book yeah. them in for a colonic irrigation the Saturday. No, no, say they need to do a DIY colonic irrigation. <laughs> <laughs> send them a send them a hose pipe and Amazon Prime. Tell, no, tell them um, a tea tree oil colonic irrigation. See how that feels. <laughs> and if you if you double that down with beetroot. Wow! <laughs> you can't. You must be. You must have some uh, mind games, uh, David. That they you can start use. They can start using with them as, already. Well, I think the best one to do is just to to be behind him and then wait until he's on the one side of the road and go by and get ahead of him in, in, in a big group so that he always thinks you're behind him because there's oh. nothing worse because he'll then. He'll he'll slow down. He'll be looking for you. He'll be like, "I'm okay, I'm okay," and he'll back off. So if you tell him you're going to do four hour thirty, and then you sneak past him, that is always a winner. Is is he the sort of per- is he the sort of person that like I've been like run marathons and there'd be people who just be checking their phones the whole time. Is he the sort of person who's going to check his phone a lot? Because you could text him, and go, oh, "I had to go to the loo. I had to stop and go to the loo," and all sorts of stuff, and he'll be checking that thinking that he's, he's right <laughs> behind you. So you could all, almost have that plan sorted out at the start. I don't think either of us are taking our phones on the course as as far as I'm... I, I wasn't going to, but maybe I should. When, how maybe far I should are you prepared to go? 
Well, um, like I say, as, as far enough, they're, they're they're good at pranks. They like pranks. Are you going to um, run together? We're we're, we're going to run together for the start at least, because if if, if we're all aiming for three fifty six, but then my cousin that's run it before is going to run quicker, he'll then do some kind of positive split to shave a few minutes off. What's his plan? How about this? How about this? They they they'll probably have portaloos. Um, with a whole bank of portalies to find one remove the back of it and then either before the start or during the race go oh i've got to go in and then just say can you please wait for me please wait go in the one go in the one with no back and just go in straight out and get running and then just see how long he's there for that's amazing that's an amazing idea <laughs> with her banging going uh eddie Eddie, oh. you okay, Eddie? Oh, we're just going. We're just going to run just, on, and I'm ten minutes ahead. You'll just yeah. go. Oh, he's just ran out the back of the toilet. What was the point of that? <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's a bank, hopefully he won't see you. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> but I mean, you could you could put laxatives in his food the night before. You could really confuse him and give him um, even give him Viagra in the morning in his cereal. Because, I mean, that's going to play over your mind if you just keep on getting horny. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the, the food tampering would be the obvious one. Um, <laughs> it depends how how much he knows as well, because you could just get him to not take any gels on the course or to get him to switch to something that's really hard to swallow. Um, so just his stomach. Or, I mean, there's, there's so many ways. But the, the thing is, I think you want to beat him properly, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I do. That's I satisfaction. do. I do. Is he, is he, say, is he same it's... sort of build as you, or you? Uh, he's he's similar, but I mean, I've actually I've actually lost weight over the course of this marathon plan. So I think I think now we're similar builds, but before I was well two stone heavier. So really, really, how long yeah, have you been doing the marathon yeah. plan for? Uh, well, only um, only ten weeks, but I was I was obviously training before that. But um, I was I was the kind of fat where if you looked at me from the front, you'd be like, oh, he's thin. And then if I turned to the side, you'd be like, oh, my God, he's carrying a baby. Like, I just had a tiny, a <laughs> tiny, had a... I, yeah, I, 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 had a, I had a gut where it was like it was a beer belly. But, uh, you know, I, I shouldn't have that yet. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. So, I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's almost gone now, which I'm, I'm pretty pleased about. But uh, I mean, yeah. the good thing to do is to fake an injury. Uh, months in advance to say that you're hardly training yeah, and yeah, because okay. he he'll be struggling with having to run the whole time and motivation because everyone does and so if he thinks you're doing sod all yeah so you've then quit. he's likely say so you've quit doing it you know just you've, you've sort of given up i pulled out run, run it in sunglasses and a hat and then just take it off at the start line <laughs> boom <laughs> yeah because that's the thing. If you can... Oh, imagine that. That would be amazing. You just told him that you're not doing it and everything. And literally just turn up, pumped up, ready to go. <laughs> no, no. It's got to be when he crosses the finish line and you're there with your medal. Or, or just, just stay 100 metres behind him for the entire race. And then race just, just like in, the, in the last half mile, just absolutely slam it in. And, and, and cross the line, like, ducking over it as he crosses it. Uh, just, or, if, if my time was a second quicker than his, that would be the most infuriating oh. thing. Yeah, well, what well, you just could literally, do... Rich, you get to the end, wait by the line. Just stand there waiting with your arms crossed till you see him. And as he just step backwards across the line, 
just as, <laughs> as casually as possible. That would be beautiful. I get disqualified for gamesmanship. It's like, oh, what? That DNF. But if, you, if you're running together, you could just let him cross the line, the start line, very slightly before you. And so that you're two seconds ahead. And then, so you're two seconds behind, so when you finish together, you win by two seconds. Oh my god, that's brilliant. That's such a good idea. That's such a good idea. Oh, I'm going to make sure he doesn't listen to this. Yeah, nip off to go to the loo. You go ahead, I'll catch up with you. Let him him start. Pretend you're going to the loo. Get, you know, five, six seconds behind it. That'd be perfect. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Oh, wow, I'm definitely doing that. Well, I think that's I think I think that's pretty much um, exhausted that's, yeah, that... all of the uh, all the marathon information that would uh, that we can supply. Oh, yeah, that's comprehensive. I like that. But if anyone else has got some questions on first marathon or advice, then put it in the Facebook group. Email letters letters at uh, badboyrunning.com. And uh, if you have yet, if you're a new listener and you've yet to join the group, go to uh, Facebook, go and type in Bad Boy Running Podcast, um, accept to join the group and we will accept you and you can join the conversation when we're in there. Well, Eddie, it's been amazing having you on the show. Yeah, thanks, Eddie. It's, it's, it's been fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, it's weird hearing your voices and then talking to you and then not having to edit it. It's, it's strange. When you're editing the show, do you sometimes pretend to converse with us? Like sometimes you take the David <laughs> role, and then when he talks, you turn it down, and then pretend you're having a conversation with me, and then you then you have a conversation with David. Does that happen? No. What, like, me? My, yeah, my, my my girlfriend finds me crying in the kitchen, going, "Yes, David, yes." <laughs> <laughs> okay, amazing work. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank Brilliant. you so much. And um, wait to we'll see you see you later, do badders. Definitely, and just uh, please as a reminder. Because I know you always forget what you hear at the beginning of the episode. If you can vote and get your colleagues, your friends, your WhatsApp groups, your Facebook groups, your football teams, your kids' schools to vote for the Mountain Warehouse competition, that would be incredible because it's enough money to build a school in, in Sierra Leone. So, yeah, that's www.mountainwarehouse.com forward slash competitions forward slash charity forward slash entries. And then if you type in David Hellard into the search box there and click on find, uh, you'll come up with David Hellard and it's got all the instructions. Remember, in order for your vote to count, you have to actually opt in once um, once you've entered your email address. It'll send you an email for you to confirm it. It's only when you've confirmed the email that they send you that your vote counts. That's right. Well, uh, stay, stay back, guys, and we'll see you next week. Cheers. Bye. Bye.